Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to podcast. All right, hell, is everyone doing? My name is Colton Cockrell. I'm a certified financial fiduciary and an independent financial advisor with Share McKinley Group. Welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. And I'm here virtually with my lovely co-host, Miss Tricia Stetzel. Colton, 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 you know, just before this podcast started, I heard some things about you. I'm just saying. One we're going to not days, talk about that. And we're not going to talk about it today, but one of these days, one of these days. Hi, everyone. My name is Trisha Stetzel. I am the owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions. And the purpose of our podcast is to interview local business professionals and industry experts. Our goal is to bridge the generational gender and life experience gap in business through our own unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Yes, and we want to make sure we give a shout out to our sponsor. So thank you, Jim Butcher, who is a relationships banker with Allegiance Bank. Jimmy. So Brian, uh, special guest today, Trisha, I want you to go ahead and read his bio. Um, But Brian and I are actually pretty good friends, and he is one heck of a pickleball player. I thought you should know that. So take it away. Go ahead and read his bio. Look, you just totally stole my thunder. Oh, wait, there's nothing about pickleball in here. I'm kidding. Perfect. So as the individual top producer at REMAX First Class, Brian Worrell leads a team of six with the goal of providing unmatched real estate services. His team strives to provide their clients high-end service to gain advantages through unique marketing techniques that have proven effective and formal negotiation training. Brian has a degree in marketing from the University of Houston. Whoop! Numerous awards from Remax, including the Platinum Club, and was awarded as a top 20 rising star by the Houston Association of Realtors. Our success, his success, is measured by repeating business, repeat business, and referrals. Welcome, Brian. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. Brian, are you ready to jump in? We've got a ton of questions to ask you. You you prepared? Uh, I stayed up all night. I'm ready. So first things first, I want to ask this, Um, you know, regardless what generation we're in, we know that there's communication gaps, right? So as a realtor, how difficult is it to communicate with, let's say, a millennial versus a Gen Xer? It definitely depends on the person. It's always going to be a case-by-case situation. There's uh, people from every generation that are not going to fit the mold that we, or the stereotypes that we have for them. So, you know, every case is unique. Um, you're going to have, you know, definitely millennials that, uh, have, have waited longer in their lifetime to buy their first house. Um, you've got, uh, you know, baby boomers that are, uh, have been empty nesters and are kind of trying to decide whether they're moving towards, you know, 55 and up communities or, or dealing with health issues. And it's a mixed bag for everybody. So beyond the communication gap that you see uh, as you work with your clients in different in different generations, what about the staging, right? The staging of their homes and the marketing of their homes. Do you find that generationally uh, you kind of have to focus on their needs or maybe their backgrounds and where they what's going on in their minds when it comes to those things? Well, often what my goal is is to try to maximize. Uh, the return on somebody's investment for their home. Uh, that's not always the goal. Sometimes they, they just want to sell quickly. So we've, we've got to figure out, we've got to define what the goal is. And if it is to maximize the return on uh, an investment, then we need to try to meet the market and 
if, uh, if we have wallpaper that's outdated, that's a very specific taste, or if we have, you know, lace curtains, uh, I've got to tread carefully because sometimes those are family heirlooms that I might be critical of. Uh, you know, the, the, I don't want to offend anybody. When, when people ask me, uh, for example, about dogs, um, how do we handle having a dog while selling a home? Uh, I, oh, I'm, I'm kind of blunt. I, I, I feel like I'm, I need to be blunt and tell people what they need to hear. Um, and so sometimes I have to say, you know, the best way is to get rid of your dog. Now I understand that this dog might be a family member and the same thing holds true for staging. Um, the most important pieces of furniture someone has or their, their decoration choices might be what they've spent their life savings on. They might have ridiculous flooring or, or whatever that the market would not appreciate. So we need to define what the market will appreciate if, if we're trying to, uh, maximize the return. Yeah, I love that, Brian. I love that you're truthful with your clients. I, I think it's an amazing thing when somebody like you walks in and says, you know what, if your dog is here, it's going to be a problem with showings, right? So let's come up with a solution or you need to come up with a solution. And if you have lace curtains and wallpaper, let's be truthful about it. The people walking in looking at your house may not want to buy it, right? If you want to sell it at maximum value, these are the things that you need to do. I love that you're truthful with people. I think that's amazing. Unfortunately, a lot of times the things that can easily be changed are not overlooked by a buyer. So that, that's the challenge. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. So with, um, with millennials, are you seeing more millennials looking to buy or looking to rent? Uh, at this point, they're more so looking to buy. I believe the statistic I looked up said that they're going to account for close to 50% of the market uh, in terms of purchases. So Millennials? Yeah, of home ownership. So I'm sure that you can find many different sources that have slightly different statistics. However, um, I feel like they're, you know, what I'm seeing personally is that their first home purchase is, is later in life than, uh, than it was for, for my generation, Gen X. So. And what's the importance? I'm sorry. And that leads me to my next question that what's the importance of working with a realtor? Cause I know I don't necessarily need one to buy or sell a home correct? That's correct. Um, basically you're, you're going to end up in a situation where, uh, you have a profession that you're great at. And if you want somebody to represent you and take good care of you with, when it comes to negotiating, when it comes to writing an offer, uh, there's a lot more to it than just finding the home and, and even beyond closing. So having a professional, uh, that's a realtor that realtors are fiduciaries. Their, their goal is to represent your best interest uh, in every way, every area of life, uh, not just real estate, but in anything you know tangential to real estate, there's, there's a lot of assistance you're gonna get. You're gonna be in much better hands if you have guidance. Uh, they, you know, when you're negotiating, you've got the other party, the listing agent, a lot of buyers will call directly to a listing agent and that listing agent is gonna wanna provide service. They're going to want to try to help you. They're going to make you feel like they're, you know, that they have your best interest, but their best interest, their, their representation is for the seller. And same thing with new construction. Uh, it's very common for buyers to go directly into a new construction office and not have an agent, but it doesn't always end well. 
Yeah, because they're they're a fiduciary, which I am as well. And so if you're working with somebody who is a fiduciary or you're working with another person representing someone else, they're a fiduciary for the person they're representing, not necessarily you. So if I'm the buyer, right, and you're my and you're a fiduciary for the seller, you're not looking at my best interest, you're looking at the seller's best interest, correct? Correct. Right. So that's definitely a huge thing that people should pay attention to. That's that's great insight. Yeah, and also there's Typically, no fee. With my team, there's no fee to have buyer's representation. And so, why would anyone want to enter into a transaction where you don't have someone in your corner representing your best interest when it's free? That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I would think, Brian, that you have lots of relationships with other services, right, that a home buyer or home seller might want. So, you're able to help not just with the buying or selling of the home, but you have, I'm assuming, and I'd like for you to talk about it, relationships with other parts of that process that you can point the buyers or sellers to. Absolutely. Uh, when I first started in real estate, the first several years, I was kind of astonished by how many questions people asked me, what do I do? Where's a grocery store? Where, where do I go for, for this and for that? And I'm like, that has nothing to do with real estate. <laughs> However, it, it sort of does because people want to know, you know, all, all of the, uh, you know, benefits that are in their area in terms of attractions or in terms of, you know, businesses. And, and they want to know somebody who realtors kind of end up, you know, almost like an Angie's list, you know, people call us and they ask for recommendations for everything. And so it, it's, it's a very important service that we provide where we bring value to our clients. That's so, Colton, would it be okay if I asked about it? I know this is, is timely right now, um, but I'm curious about the market. So, you know, with, with the things that have been going on in the world, uh, and this is never going to go away, it's historical. So even if you're someone's listening to the podcast five years from now, they would be curious, what does the market look like right now as we're emerging out of this thing that's never happened in our world before? Uh, what does the market look like? It's, you know, basically for some people, life is normal. In our area, we're not as hard hit uh, with coronavirus cases as other parts of the world so far. Uh, hopefully it stays that way. Um, there's a funny thing that happens when I'm, and I've been showing houses through this entire pandemic, but there's a funny thing that happens with uh, some people are wearing masks and others are shaking hands. And it kind of feels like, are we supposed to be doing that or not? But it, it just goes to illustrate the fact that, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of people living with fear, a little bit of trepidation about what's happening. Are they going to keep their job? And so they might be putting the decision to purchase a home or sell a home on hold. They're just, they're just kind of pausing and waiting to kind of see what's going to happen. But other people are getting on with their lives. They're moving to the area. They need to buy a home. and so. Ultimately, in terms of the market here in my area, in the Houston metro, is, you know, what I'm seeing is volume is down slightly, but inventory is really low for this time of year. Interest rates are, are at historic lows, and so the market's just moving along. Uh, there's a lot of pent-up demand, and once people feel, once the people that don't feel safe now to, to get out and about, uh, once they do feel safe, they're going to start purchasing and I, I expect that 
prices as a result are going to actually increase. So before we started the podcast recording, Colton said that, you know, I may have bought like, what'd you say, 50 houses over my lifetime or something, something crazy. 20. <laughs> and you none. Uh, I would say to anyone who's listening that having someone like Brian on their team, whether you're buying or selling is so important. We have in my lifetime, Colton, I know this is going to surprise you. I have only bought and sold three homes. Uh, two of them were brand new construction. So not having someone on your team uh, is tough because we've done it wrong more than once. And, and it's not an easy process to get through. So Brian, I know that you and your team do an amazing job with your buyers and sellers. And I would say, if you, if you, don't, if you think you're going to go into a transaction without a realtor, you should think twice because the service that you offer is way beyond just representing them as a realtor, right, during the purchase. Definitely. Um, but that, that being said, there's good representation and bad representation that, that anyone's going to encounter. So if you've had a bad experience with an agent, they might just have been a bad agent. So I would, I would encourage you to maybe ask a, more than one agent uh, to inter basically interview more than one agent. Make sure you have a good uh, relationship and, and a good feel for what services that agent would provide you. Um, when I actually started, uh, when we bought our first home, we did not have a great experience. And, you know, the, our agent was from a big national brand that I said I would never work at. And that's where I am now. So, but I've come to realize, you know, that, that you have good agents and bad agents at every company. What are some good questions to ask that person, Brian, if you're, let's say I'm interviewing uh, two or three different real, real estate agents, who, what should I be asking them so that I know what to look for? Well, you can definitely ask them how they get paid. You want to know how the whole game works. So if you're, if you're finding a house, what level of service are they going to do to help you find the house? What are, they, what are their skills? What are their experience, experience levels? How many homes do they sell in a year? Um, so that you know they have enough experience. You know, if you're an engineer, a doctor, uh, wherever you work, if you're a teacher, it doesn't matter. You don't sell real estate unless you're a real estate agent. And so you want somebody that has the experience to have a lot of repetition, a lot of experience, because there's many things that could go wrong. And ultimately, you don't want to have to be the one to worry about that. Let's let the, let's let the realtor worry about that for us. And so uh, those are the primary questions I would ask. But at the end of the day, if you feel like this, this person is really representing your best interest, they're not just trying to sell you something, right? They're, they're actually genuinely trying to find out what your needs are, what would make you feel better. You know, if, if you're looking at a home that, that doesn't fit your needs, why, you know, maybe we can find something that does fit your needs. Um, and, and I mean, you can tell if somebody's being genuine or not, I believe, if, if you listen for it. Sometimes, you know, I feel like buyers kind of just jump in and they just feel stuck with that first person they spoke to or the first person that opened a door for them. So they feel stuck in that um, and don't know, you know, that life could be better if they had a better agent. Right. And so just make sure that the person you're working with doesn't just open and close the door. Make sure they do way more than that. Uh, so let me ask you a off the wall question here, Brian. And I guess because my, I can't think of any other questions in vacation because I guess I'm just so desperate to leave and do something. Would you rather, if you had the choice, would you rather go to Europe for a month 
or to Australia for a month? Both. It's either or, bud. Pick either one. or. Well, I've already been to Europe, so I'm going to go Australia then. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like where your head's at. Cool. All right. So I'm going to wrap that up in a tidy bow. You already leaked the secret that you are an X Jenner. Yay. I'm winning, Colton. <laughs> but, Brian, do you feel like the X Jenners is the generation that you most identify with, or would you put yourself in a different space? Well, you know, millennials are, I believe, 1983, you know, and, right, Colton. and I, so I was five and a half years old at that point. So, and, and Gen X, I think goes all the way back to 1965. So, uh, I, I feel like I'm kind of a, a border, a border state here. I'm, I'm neutral. I'm kind of Switzerland on this matter. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, it, it's a man. These, these generations that that, they, that people identify and, and and label us with, you know, they 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 span a you know quite a quite an age range. They and do a lot of the people, absolutely. A lot of the people, and and we actually talked about this last podcast. Like people in your situation, you're more of a millennial X, right? You're like a in the <laughs> middle because you've experienced both sides of the generation. So it's like you've been molded by both. So it's yeah, it's interesting. So now I'm going to uh, close this out here by asking you what, give us your information. Let us know how people can contact you if they're interested in hearing more about really what it is that you do if they need an agent or representation. Sure. So, so I am Brian Worrell with the Worrell team at Remax First Class. Um, my website is worrellteam.com. My email is brian at worrellteam.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at W-O. R R E L L T E A M dot com. My and my phone number is two eight one nine four eight seven zero four two. Perfect. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor one more time, Mr. Jim Butcher with Allegiance Bank. Thank you for supporting us. Brian, we are so happy that you came on to the show with us today. Get some really great information for us. And uh, I look forward to connecting you with you. Uh, in person someday. Absolutely. <laughs> and if there right. is a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post and make sure that you subscribe and share this podcast. I think it's your turn to give the ending disclosure, Trisha. Oh, please don't make me do that, Colton. I'm horrible at it. You go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's for compliance. All right. My name is Colton Cockle with Sherman McKinley Group LLC. We're located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 2819256. Securities up through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Finn Recific, Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. Boom. And this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives.